The Spring Food Mo podcast shows off the delicious variety of local food that Springfield has to offer. And joining me now via Zoom are Andy Carr and Dan Howell, the guys behind the podcast. Guys, thanks for joining me. How are you? Doing well. Thank you, Blake. Oh, that's yes. a delay. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining me. Okay, so let's just start with this. Tell our viewers kind of just a, a brief breakdown on what exactly this podcast is. Well, it's a podcast about restaurants in Springfield. We go over Past the history tense. of each place that we cover. And then we, well, we used to eat as much of the food as we possibly could and talk about all of it. <laughs> and then we do a bunch of other silly stuff after that, too. We're so okay. funny. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. So um, I'm curious on this. How did the idea for this podcast originate for you all? Now, this is my favorite part <laughs> where Dan tells the truth. <laughs> <laughs> sure wish he wouldn't have told the truth here. Well, Dan, I'm a truth teller. Oh, you want to take that, Dan? We uh, listened to a uh, <laughs> sort of widely circulated podcast called We ripped Go it Boys, off. And we ripped off that idea because <laughs> we like eating food and uh, we thought we might like talking about food as well. Yeah. Okay. I love that. So, you know, <laughs> I here in love Springfield, that. I think one thing the city really prides itself on is. <laughs> you the know what? I love that. Food. So, how do you all um, pick I love the it restaurants too. that you choose to cover? <laughs> We had a spreadsheet. We I kind of sat down and made a spreadsheet so cool. with about 350 different restaurants. And we wound up covering 200, a little over 200 of them wow. during the show's initial run. Uh, it Sometimes it was whatever the guest wanted. Sometimes we just pick one at random. Sometimes we pick a favorite. A lot of, lot of different approaches. Yeah, yeah. I just want to say, Dan, that I'm so proud of you for getting Diarrhea Planet onto the news. <laughs> Uh, that was pretty much the only, my only intention, uh, with this whole thing. I, I prepared nothing, uh, but there are two Diarrhea Planet records behind me, as well as a Death Grips triple middle finger peace sign <laughs> poster <laughs> just, just to the, to the left there. That's incredible stuff, Dan. <laughs> very proud of that do we need to keep going with this i'm bored watching it again is there anything coming up here hey. that you need us to see mm, i really wish i knew this is about as far as i made it <laughs> <laughs> you know what it was a fun experience it was fun it was. to spend time in the waiting room there the virtual waiting we look room good we do look pretty good especially you i've got a whole new aesthetic going now i'm, I'm done with the beard dan yeah, you're kind of jacking my steez. I don't want to. Uh, I've ascended uh, to Mustache Mountain. I, I got here by way of never being able to grow a beard. Um, you got here by finally realizing how horrible you look. <laughs> with the beard i yeah. i'm really trying to to own the mustache i feel like it takes a certain amount of confidence like it. to to walk around with one of these and not be self-conscious mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm really working on it i still don't feel like myself do you feel like yourself with the mustache andy i would say i'm at at year seven or eight of uh n- never shaving it mm. um and i totally forget it's there Sometimes, uh, say a, a younger person or, or just a dumber person will will say, uh, "Hey, cool, nice, nice mustache. I like that." You know what? That happens a lot, and I am not used to people commenting on uh, anything 
about my appearance. Yeah. But other men will be like, nice dash. <laughs> that does yeah, happen. It, it's it's kind of weird. I don't know why. I, I think it is a mustache a meme. What's a meme anymore? I, you're going to need to explain this to me. I, d- I don't know what memes are anymore. And I, 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 I certainly won't, don't want to have one on my face. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it means. But I like it. I don't even know what the implications of having a mustache are. I know that I kind of like it. It's better than not having facial hair. But I knew it was going to be hot where I was traveling. I was like, you know what? I don't want to carry this full beard around in the oh, yeah. sweltering Cambodian heat. And I'm very glad that I that I did not do that. Anyway, Dan, let's talk about cats. We were talking about cats before we were recording. And uh, I think it's very important. I have to share some news. There, there is a, there's, a, there's a Siamese cat. He's on my lap right now. He's very cuddly, mm-hmm. very loving. And he's, he'll just do this with anybody. I do think he and I have a special connection. But there's the black cat, the girl cat, who's very little. And the first you know year and a half that I lived here, she would not give me the time of day. She'd go sit on sit on my partner's lap and cuddle all day long. But that's the only person that the black cat liked. And then something happened, Dan. Something happened. We were having a party. And the black cat does not like being around a lot of people. She was running around the apartment trying to get away. But she couldn't get away from people because people were everywhere. And I was in the middle of telling some people on our balcony, yes, we have a balcony. Look, mm-hmm. everybody, everybody, mm-hmm. most of these apartments do because you have a place to dry your laundry off. You don't have a dryer. I was out there talking to people on the balcony and I was in the middle of talking about how, yeah, the, the black cat doesn't like me. I'm pretty sure I was saying the black cat hates sure. me, uh, won't talk to me. <laughs> I mean, I, the other one talks to me. We just have full conversations about philosophy, weather, politics. Yeah. And then she ran outside uh, to get away from people. I reached down and I held up my hands. And she just came right over to me and like I was petting her and comforting her. And from then on, she's loved me. Wow. She loves me. And my partner's very jealous. Uh, Truly, truly jealous. I feel like I could start dating other women and she'd be less jealous Uh, (laughs) (laughs) than she is of the uh, cat finally having some affection for me. It's so great. That's strange, Andy. My lovely girlfriend and I just this last week watched a nice Saturday morning in bed viewing of Poison Ivy Mm. starring a young Drew Barrymore. It's on the Criterion Collection. It's on Uh, the Criterion Collection? Yeah, yeah. Well, the, this month they, they they have erotic thrillers. Mm. So, uh, d- um, the, my favorite type of thriller, Andy, yeah. I would say. <laughs> uh, I'm more into neurotic thrillers. Thrillers where the protagonists just can't make up their minds. Mm-hmm. 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 Any examples? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. All those thrillers with Woody Allen. Uh, yeah, yeah, those are my. He his movies are all a thrill. I would say <laughs> it's like mm. <laughs> should yeah, I date oh, this fourteen year old or not? <laughs> yeah, there's the thriller what, what about a thrilling the, adventure the man this is. <laughs> taking a fifteen year old about the city, mm-hmm. uh, and it's a it's a thrill ride. Uh, somebody save that that young woman. Yeah. Anyway, Dan, anyway. tell me about Poison Ivy. Uh, there's a plot point in it where uh, Drew Barrymore makes 
Sarah Gilbert's dog uh, show her love and affection to uh, uh, sort of, you know, mess with Sarah Gilbert mentally. It's a, it's, mm-hmm. a, it, it's a pretty good flick, that one. Got a weird ending, but uh, really enjoyed it. 90-minute thriller banger. I will confess that I had not heard of it, Dan. It's killing you? Who directed it? <laughs> yeah, nor had I. Nor had I. Um, I don't know. Um, it's female, young indie director. I'm not. I'm not sure what else she's done. <laughs> it's a strange movie. It, it huh. really is. I, I really enjoyed it. I think it might have been Cat Shay. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, Andy. Yeah, you. I saw Andy just pull that straight from his his mind palace. Yeah, and if I'm remembering correctly, uh, she also directed Rescued by Ruby, The Rage Carry 2, Nancy uh-huh. Drew movie, Strip right. to Kill, That's Barbarian right. Queen. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, I'm really digging deep in my brain here, and I think she's married to mm-hmm. Andy Rubin. Yeah, you're digging deep somewhere else, too. <laughs> I see. You. That's, That's cool. I, I watched, uh, you heard, have you heard of Desert Hearts? No. I it's uh, the first like relatively mainstream uh, queer romance. It's from the '80s. It's to let's take a lesbian love story, uh, and it just was added to streaming recently. And a bunch of people were doing watching it on Letterboxd. Uh, it was really great, really great. Not exploitative at all. You know, it was made directed by a woman. Uh, really great. Highly recommended. Very tender, heartfelt, but uh, not saccharine or anything like that at all. Like like you might think. I watched a new movie last night, Dan. Playing in what new movie did the you PRC watch? Super Mario Brothers? Uh, wow! Now and that's based on the the video game of the same title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is loosely okay. <laughs> and by loosely, I mean it's it is the game. It just takes elements from the game and doesn't even really bother having much of a story. Just like here's the thing you recognize. Here's another. Here's another. Does it sure. do any jokes? You know how like the modern Mario games are really fun and clever and have some jokes in them mm-hmm. that are genuinely funny? Movie has none of that. None of that stuff. It does have a lot of needle drops that you've heard in 20 different movies. Sure. Uh, I did see a meme going around this morning about how three different movies released this month have done uh, the I Need a Hero song. Shazam, wow. Tetris, and Super Mario, all three have needle dropped the same song. They did that in Shrek 2 in 2004. It's the most basic choice imaginable. That's it's, wild. It's even more basic than like doing either versions of uh, David Bowie's hero. I'm, Andy, I'm sure that there were plenty of jokes in the movie. I'm sure Pr- Chris Pratt, something... Uh, Weird happened around Mario, and his character went, okay. Yeah, that does happen. That happens a lot. That's a funny joke, Andy. That's a really funny joke for a a big movie to have. So you're wrong. It's just the worst. You should apologize to Mario. I don't think that's a joke. It's just like... It is a joke. (laughs) Chris Pratt said it, and Charlie Day was also there. And Charlie Day was like, what? (laughs) <laughs> Charlie Day, his voice performance is pretty good. He's he's not a bad Luigi. You know, n- Luigi is very neurotic and sure. scare, scared, mm-hmm. and he was a pretty good choice. If you're if you're going to go without an accent, which I think is pro- was probably the right decision in hindsight, mm-hmm. in the year 2023, Charlie Day was a good choice. Chris Pratt is fine, Ooh. fine. Everybody's talking about how good now, Jack Black is. There's two good scenes with Jack Black. He's 
fine also. There's just two good scenes with them. Anyway, movie sucked. M- much like <laughs> a lot of movies in uh, the mid-90s. Two good scenes with Jack Black. I mean, some of, the, some of them also had scenes with other actors that were good as well. Talk yeah. about high fidelity. But some I of like them only had two good scenes with Jack Black. Yeah. Uh, Andy, uh, it, if, if, we, uh, if I could just not wrap this all up with a nice, neat bow, I would love to see, uh, you know, a neurotic Luigi, possibly played still by Charlie Day, in an erotic thriller. <laughs> I think that that would be an interesting maybe direction for the series to go room for a sequel andy or yeah. or did uh did mario die they killed him off the dan oh, no no, no I'm sorry. andy he killed himself uh, well okay well yeah he wouldn't he, he wouldn't let anyone else kill him yeah. but bowser of course had a gun to his head you know uh, what mario grabbed it pulled the trigger himself i take back what i said there is actually one character in it that is genuinely funny and, and there are some jokes but the, the movie ends on like the most down note imaginable because they look i'm spoiling something at the end but there is a joke about how like the movie ends with a joke about like how life is completely meaningless and we're just m- moving through a void <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm not joking. That's the end of the I movie. Like that. <laughs> and it's okay. it's like a cute little character who says it's really depressing stuff. So that's a pretty good joke, but it just it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have any bearing on the movie. It's just a thing that happens very randomly in the middle. And then shows up again at the end. And then Mario is like, "Uh, okay." Well, I'm pretty sure that what happens is the other character is like, "Uh, don't say depressing stuff like that." Why would you say that right now? Like explaining what's funny about mm-hmm. it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is what happens. There's so many jokes that are like that. Where the movie gives you something that's like dumb and weird. And then the character is like, oh, that's so dumb and weird. Sounds funnier than this. <laughs> Anything else going on <laughs> in your life, Dan? Oh, boy, Andy. No, no. This, this, uh, this episode came together pretty quickly. Yeah. Uh, trying to get another one of these bad boys out there uh been busy andy we both been busy yep yep yep. Uh, i've been you gallivanting around the globe every week texting i'm in uh katamaru with the prime minister again getting mad at me for not texting back what am I supposed to? Get, oh, you have I got mad at you for not texting? Like you don't. Don't act like you don't. You sicko. I, have, I am years over that, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> you think you can make me bad by not texting me back? Think again. <laughs> well, that's good. I, I I have felt a little guilt, I guess, whenever I message people. I'm like, my phone's not working. Did you send me a message? My phone's not working. I'm in Cambodia. So I, it's sincere. It's like I'm trying mm-hmm. to plan some stuff for this summer. And I, I honestly don't know if Derek and Wes have bought our tickets to Jimmy Eat World. I don't know if they bought it. Sure. Because that thread went dead and then no one responded when I asked it. Did this thread go dead or did I just not get the responses? Derek, yeah. Wes, are we going to the show or not? <laughs> They're not probably not going to listen. 
that's that's my deal a lot too i'm i'm in exotic places and that's why i uh i miss i miss yeah. some things in the in the text thread uh-huh where are you going the hardy's bathroom Ooh, they closed the hardy's andy the one by the highway whoa all right oh by my old house yeah, yeah. by yeah, that one you're a place that you're yeah, near near to that yeah Huh, that's interesting. I never went there. Not mm. a single time that I lived there did I go to that Hardee's. Don't love Hardee's. Okay. Dude, I, I saw... <laughs> I saw a Carl's Jr. in Cambodia. I did not go. I did go to another place in Cambodia that we can talk about another time, perhaps. We may just do that, Andy. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of Western chain restaurants in Cambodia, but there's there's also a lot of Western food chains that don't exist anywhere else so it's like a cambodian new york pizza chain but just all over cambodia there's a a real fascination with new york there's actually a lot of new york themed stuff there which is kind of interesting but anyway i'll talk more about cambodia later maybe it's hot there (laughs) it's my main takeaway hot very hot it's like new york Mm -hmm. they got that did i tell you i'm going to new york this summer i've updated my itinerary a little bit since i last talked to you about it I can't keep track anymore of all the wonderful <laughs> places. Come with me uh, anywhere. No. Come see me at any of these places. Come with I'd me. I'd love to. I'd Do love it. To. I'm not. No. <laughs> <laughs> I got things on my mind, Andy. I'm ready to get the episode on the road. There, these songs are. Can, can I lay out how this episode came together? Definitely. Andy, you text me, of course. And I'm going to read some of your texts here. Okay. So you text me (laughs) Thursday, 9.46 a.m., Springfield, Missouri time. This was after we text about some other stuff that I may read in a coming episode. Okay. Uh, You said, I want to do an all discoveries episode soon. Maybe before the live one. The live songs one we're not right. doing a live episode you little freaks i've been way in the zone with some stuff that's totally <laughs> new territory for me don't make fun of <laughs> me for even, that i tr- i truly did not even mean for this to be part of it <laughs> the, this part of it it is, funny. Uh, uh, it is but i i i don't insinuate i don't mean to make fun of you for that because I, I i respect that and i feel the same way I said, uh, I, you know, I gave it my typical eight hours before responding. It yeah, was yeah. a work day, busy work day. I responded after I got off, uh, about an hour after I got off. <laughs> I'm down, been listening to a lot. Simple, clear, concise. You follow up a little bit, want to do Saturday evening. It's Saturday evening now. And, and, you, and you say also oh. to follow up. Just realized it's Easter for me. It's Easter right now. I forgot. (laughs) That's how I'm celebrating Easter. That's nice. (laughs) I mean, how do you normally celebrate Easter? (laughs) Egg hunt, dude. I do a solo egg hunt. I go hide those eggs and I'm like, where'd they go? I gotta find them. Man, your girlfriend's gonna find all the eggs now. You're not gonna get any of them. That sucks. Okay, so you say we could even do just like five picks each 
each. Okay, cool. So I'm thinking something easy. Something easy. Uh huh. So that's what that's six thirty. Five AM the next day. I'm gonna do a thing where I play a chain of three songs, each influences and or was influenced by the next. It's probably gonna be one full song and two clips, and I might do this twice. Yeah. That's fine. That's the nothing. next text is what blew my mind. Okay. If you have anything similar. <laughs> yeah, that's not that bad. I'm this just, is... just saying like what songs influence other songs. This is eleven hours after we have pinned down <laughs> okay. what the topic for the episode is, eight of which I was asleep in bed. <laughs> <laughs> it's five forty five AM my time. Well, and that was like, a whole day yeah, for me to think if about you have this anything stuff. like that. This is a whole uh, day. I, anyway, had to, I understand the situation. I had the whole day to think about is, it. Andy, I do. I did have something <laughs> like that planned, which was cool. I, I it was it it was serendipitous, is what I'm saying. Nice. I read this text. I said, "Whoa! I actually have something just like that. I have three pairs of songs, each of which relate to each other in very specific ways." So that's awesome. So yeah. why the f- making fun of me <laughs> i'm not i'm just saying the episode came together like an absolute dream i yeah i i've got six songs here pulled straight from my media diary my handwritten diary of everything i've been listening to and watching i'm very excited blue velvet tar they're all in there andy Behind those those pages, behind behind the the covers of that little notebook, Dan, I I was throwing my arms up and up in the air enthusiastically and realized <laughs> I I closed my movement ring. <laughs> okay. Hey, nice, good for you, buddy. It's still early. I'm so excited about this episode and the music that I'm gonna share, Dan. I've not been. Yeah, me too. Like it's been so long, so I've just been into something that's new to me. Like I feel like I've been listening to different versions of the same type of music for so long, punk, alt country, rap, you know that kind of stuff. Sure, some, something happened on this trip, and I'll get into you it. You finally later. found a band that's all three. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, there's plenty of that. <laughs> Have you heard of 100 Gex, Dan? <laughs> Oh yes, yeah, they, good stuff. They're, they're every kind of music. Into their, they're they're in their sky era yeah. right now as well. Fun. I, I enjoy that new album quite a bit, actually. Good time. Yeah, me too. All right. Before we get into the stuff that's new uh, to me, I'm going to play a song from a band's got an album coming out relatively soon. Have you heard of Geese, Dan? Mm-mm. This I fits haven't. more into the category of stuff that I've been into for a long time. They're post punk. It sounds like it kind of. It kind of sounds like if uh, Ice Age cleaned up the sound, had a little less uh, reverb and muddiness to their sound, and also started trying to act like cowboys. <laughs> like, <laughs> th- this band's first album, like they were young, I think they were late teens, early 20s when they made their first album a few years ago, is a, a very good, like fun post-punk album. Uh, just very mm. New York City. And they've only put out a couple songs from their follow-up album, but they've gotten real weird. They're, they are American, and yet the singer of this band on these new recordings 
sounds as if he's a British guy trying to act like a cowboy. And I, I find it very appealing. It's very catchy. I, I, I wonder if, if uh, their name is in reference to swans. Could be. It could be. Uh, Michael Jira, also a, a real weird voice on that guy trying to sound like a cowboy. It's kind of kind of croonery. You know what I should do, Dan? Instead of talking about it, I should just play some of the tune. Here is 3D Country by the band Geese. Since I was born, I've heard the voice of the father Girls in the one ear, all out the other Hit me, baby, show me the floor I was Cassidy's gunman, she was his daughter That was the country, and we were young And I was water, I was rum Dollar bills, the day the cowboy cried, and I gave 
3D Country by Geese. What a tune. What an ending to it, by the way. <laughs> Sorry to my parents for that ending if you <laughs> stuck around through that. How'd you like that guy's voice, Dan? Uh, it goes a lot of places. I enjoyed that, Andy. I, I, I'll probably be giving that a listen. I might throw it on the the my big, long, post-punk playlist. It seemed like a good amount of fun. They had a 21 album called Projector that I think you'd enjoy. Should throw that one on first, and then here in a few weeks, they got the new album coming out. I really hope I get to see those guys this summer. They don't have any dates yet. Hopefully, they're going to be playing in one of the uh, five or six cities I'm going to be hanging out this summer. So, All right, Dan. No dates yet. Sounds like you in high school. (laughs) Too true. All right, Andy. Too true. First up, as I said, I got three pairs, okay? That's six songs for the dumber of our listeners first up I, as i said i went went straight out of my media journal here i went all the way back to uh right after the last time we had recorded one of these radio spring food episodes uh-huh. which was actually january 1st so went back to the beginning of that journal and kind of dove through to give an accurate representation of what exactly I've been listening to so far this year. My first song that I listened to this year, Andy, was For Ash, the lead single, or lead song, excuse me, off of Marnie Stern's self-titled album. Uh, Not going to be playing that. I was going to say, really branching out. Yeah, yeah, I made a promise to really try to play different stuff on the show a promise that i'm only half going to keep this week uh but certainly with this first track and my second track of the pair uh got some brand new stuff to me uh some older tracks uh 1975 and 1981 to be exact excellent my first discovery of the year andy was this first track i'm gonna be playing it's from mahavishnu orchestra's Visions of the Emerald Beyond. Real big fan of the Inner Mounting Flame Mahavishnu Orchestra's first album. Incredible uh, guitar jazz album with uh, Billy Cobham on the drums. Uh, Miles Davis's drummer or for a lot of Miles Davis recordings. Incredible drummer. Uh, just inc- incredible musicianship all across the board on a lot of these uh, kind of psych rock jazz fusion tracks this one's from 1975 as i said i I picked this record up in a shop uh just based on enjoying mahavishnu orchestra and the price was right and the cover looked super cool as all of theirs do and i i was pleasantly surprised when the lead track on it was so awesome it of course is eternity's breath part one gonna follow that up with the lead track from album generic flipper by flipper the song is called ever it's gonna be a real whiplash andy and uh i think you're gonna really like it i am really excited to play it for you oh in the connection sorry yeah so i i read the text earlier obviously i wasn't trying to make fun or anything but uh I, I, I thought this was interesting after I did a little research. I had already had these two songs picked, Andy, and I found that, uh, you know, uh, while both these songs lead their albums off, uh, John McLaughlin from Mahavishnu Orchestra, he actually played a benefit 
for Killer Whales with none other than Flipper vocalist Will Shatter. Oh, cool. So that's interesting. Yeah. You know? That's very interesting. Yeah, it was already on the ball. We're going to hear Eternity's Breath Part 1 followed by Ever by Flipper. It's going to be such a good time. Play the fool 
more than your words Never look at a flower and hate it Ever see a couple kiss and get second by it Ever wish the human race didn't exist Then realize you're one too Feel stupid and then know that you really are. <laughs> Ever think you're smart and then find out that you aren't. Ever play the fool and then find out that you're worse. Man, classic bit of, I don't know, maybe noise rock, I guess. Uh, with, with Flipper there. Ever. That, that sounded awesome. The only reference point I really had for Flipper flipper was the uh shirt that kurt cobain would often wear for photo mm-hmm. uh shoots so there's a lot of photos of kurt cobain wearing a flipper shirt which makes a ton of sense yeah whenever you think about nirvana that's that first song off of that uh the the yellow album that's just called album i i tried to get into that album for a long time and couldn't because i just kept on re-listening to that oh. first track it, it's yeah. so so good and the rest of it doesn't really live up to it but i it's great great album but man that track is whoo all-timer <laughs> pump up the jams andy what you got what you got man. next for us okay i'm ready to get into it a little preamble the first thing we did when we went to Cambodia, Dan, was drive three hours from the Phnom Penh airport to the coast, get on a boat, take a 45-minute boat ride to an island, then take a 45-minute hike to the other side of the island, which is where we found our little beach bungalow that had been written. Now, I that had been rented, not written, <laughs> rented. I thought you were being poetic. No, I, I wish. Uh, we wrote this bungalow together. Beautiful. <sighs> now, I did not plan any of this trip. I-, I like to be involved in planning, but somebody else had said, hey, would you two like to come along on this trip? And we said, sure, why not? Now, I did not realize, number one, that it was going to be insanely hot in Cambodia at this time. <laughs> it was a minimum about 95 degrees uh, maximum, oh. about, I don't know, like 102, 103, 105, something like that. Uh, very hot. Uh, Love that. Now, we rented bungalows that had no air conditioning, Dan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was not good. It was not good. Not good for me. Everyone else that I was traveling with had a great time and did not mind it. And I made a point to not be a buzzkill during it. Any more than 
just your like general yeah exactly my girlfriend knew that i wasn't happy but i was like i'm just gonna you know it'll be over i can make it through two days of this and parts of it were really nice parts of it really nice especially once the sun goes down just like any place where it's really really hot and the sun goes down and it's just glorious and euphoric that's kind of what's so great about music festivals in the summer dan i know that we both experienced that where finally you experiencing some relief and hearing the coolest music Mm -hmm. of the day at the same time it's awesome i like how stinky it is i just need some relief during the day i don't even mind a, a, a hot beach trip i just need to be able to know that i can go and like cool off and clean up Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's also important to note that the bungalow, it, it was just it's just wooden, and the insects can crawl in and out between the wooden slats. And, like, you open up the toilet. I'm not, not exaggerating. And you open up the toilet, and, like, a hundred ants scatter from the inside of the toilet. There's also <laughs> geckos, lots of geckos running around inside. It was bad. It was really bad. Cambodia, they accept U.S. dollars, which is kind of fun. I mean, everyone we interacted with spoke English, which is which is a nice break from our normal situation, which is also fine. But uh, it was weird to go and just the bar there at that the beach had a bar and a restaurant, which is pretty cool. All just U.S. dollars and like a drink. Dan was like three dollars, like a nice mixed drink. Like I'm talking like what you get mm. at the Golden Girl. Imagine getting Ooh. a Golden Girl cocktail and it's three bucks. That was really cool. So I like that. There's a, there's other things that balance out. So in the middle of the day, I would go up to the bar area, which was like, oh, everything's open air. Nothing's inside. But it, it was covered and they had fans running. So it was a little bit cooler up there. And I would just go and uh, listen to music. Of course, they're playing music also. And at night, we would hang out at the restaurant and they have just the crunchiest music imaginable. Imagine what like a beach bar where backpackers hang out dan what kind of music are you imagining when i tell you that backpacking dirty hippie people oh that's actually what they are like i'm not saying dirty hippie like they're actually dirty and they're actually hippies and they're backpackers we're we're tripping billies we're uh we're hearing trey anastasio we're uh am, am i am i anywhere close no. i would say almost almost i would say i wish no it was just island music dan it's very oh, islandy much worse yeah 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 reggae a lot of reggae up tempo reggae all of a sudden a song comes on and i was just immediately immediately hooked it's like what is this and it wasn't just because it was a break from the oasis of uh, mediocrity I don't. I kind of like reggae. Like I don't mind reggae. That's fine. And honestly, yeah. I, I'm making it seem worse than it was. They did play a wide variety of stuff. They would even take requests. So we heard some like other stuff too. It was totally okay. They had Wi-Fi. That was the only place where we had access to the internet. There was no cell service on the island, which is totally fine. Uh, but I shazammed it, and I had never heard the song. It had like forty thousand plays on Spotify or something. And Dan, I have now listened to the song fifty times in the last week. I can't say it. It's in, it's a, from a South African band called Marumo. Marumo means spear. They put out one album in 1982. I don't know how to say a lot of these words because they are in a uh, South African language, but it's like it looks like Modihi and the band's called Marumo. Dan, this uh, actually this song, the version of the song that is on here has 2 million plays on Spotify. So some some people have uh, heard this song, but 2 million is not a high number, I don't think. All right, 
I'm just going to play it and then I'm going to spend more time talking about it afterwards. Okay. I have no other songs that connect to this song. It's the only one like that because I, I don't really know anything that sounds like this. It's, it's so, so cool. All right. The song is called Como Tosaka Dele K, which means Where Are My Cows? Como Sacadeli K by 
Marumo, a song that kind of broke my brain open, sent me down a rabbit hole, discovering a whole bunch of new stuff this week, clarifying what I like and don't about African disco music. So they're from South Africa, 1978. I kind of want to just break down parts of the song and talk about this a little bit, okay? So the groove just starts at the beginning. There's no buildup. This is like a single beat fill, and you're in it. It's like this heavy tight minor key jam every instrument's doing something that gets stuck in your head and i I know this because every single element of the song has been stuck in my head at some point in the last week so yeah it's just immediately awesome but i think it's also like a masterwork of escalation it's like gradually introducing new elements letting some stuff drop out then come back so like the first thing you hear is a, a group vocal but it's high enough in the mix that it could be the main vocal you know like if it just kept going like that it would make sense and not be surprising. Then there's this huge reveal a minute and five seconds into the song that that was not the main vocal. Those are the backing vocals. And then the main vocal is just incredible. Like the dude's voice is so deep and sorrowful. Like it matches this like mournful groove of the song. Have you heard anything like this, Dan? Like it's, I feel like the song has a real mournful tone, but like the groove is undeniable and it's so dancey. I mean, no, I, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I've listened to like a little bit of like, zambian rock and some witch and stuff but uh never never anything like that yeah this song is a bit of an anomaly like this album has nothing else like that like this on on it i'm not interested in anything else in the album like i've really tried to like it and get into it and it's just a lot of that real crunchy stuff that makes sense on an island you know which is it's fine like i i like i like it all just fine but it's nothing that I want to listen to on a regular basis, unlike this song. It's like it goes through the chorus and the verse, and then it stops, and there's that weird, like, sl- slinky guitar solo in the middle, which is also really unique. And then mm. all the vocals come back at once, like the main vocal and the backing vocal. And it's like almost overwhelming. Like, it's, I find it very moving. I've listened to it so many times, and like, it still hits me hard every time uh, when all the elements come together at the end. And then it just fades out and it's gone. I always think of it in my head as like a, like a two minute song. So it feels like, it feels it's four minutes like it's almost four flew minutes by, long, flew but by. it feels quick and i think the structure is part of it also the percussion is is unbelievable there's a full kit and some auxiliary oh, yeah. stuff going on at the same time and it's not like one supplementing the other it's like two sets of percussion that are like doing different things in sync i don't know there's so much nuance but the kick and the hi-hat is doing two uh okay so one other thing that about this dan these guys are all blind um this is a band of blind people what? yeah <laughs> yeah they 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 met it it's like a it's like a conservatory for blind musicians in south africa in the 70s and formed a group that made one album including this this incredible song so yeah that that sent me down a deep rabbit hole looking for other south african and just generally african disco from that era and i found some really good stuff most of it I'm not into. I would say almost all of it I'm not into. I really sure. like... I, I figured out what I like. I like minor key. I like stuff that's has a little bit of sadness to it. I don't like flutes. There's a lot of flutes. As soon as a flute mm. comes in, a flute of any type, or even just like pipe instruments, I, I, I lose interest. I, I can't do schmaltz either. A lot of it's very schmaltzy, emotionally manipulative, and that, that's, that stuff's not for me. And I don't even like again. I don't even dislike it, but it's just kind of like wallpaper music or stuff on in the background at a at an island's restaurant or something. All right, <laughs> but everything I'm going to play for you is stuff that I found after listening to 
bits and pieces of probably like three or four hundred songs. Like I was just going through compilations, listening wow. to different stuff. And there's other good stuff in there, but this is the stuff that really hit me. That's what I'm going to be playing uh, as we go forward. How about your Some next monster pick, jams coming? Yeah, as as promised in your text message. I hope they live up to the hype, Andy. They will. <laughs> Uh, that first section, uh, we we went back uh, a good 40, 45 years for those tracks. These next two, uh, just going back a couple of years for one of them, about good decade, 15 years for the other. Started getting pretty hot and heavy. A little artist called Angel Olsen. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, uh, yeah, 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 This double album collection, "Song of the Lark" and other far memories. Started listening to that in January. It's a collection of her album "All Mirrors" and the reworking of that album, "Whole New Mess." Man, that huh. "All Mirrors" album is quite the record. That that is that is an incredible album. Yeah, really fell in love with that. And then that that collection also has a third disc of some remixes and uh, other like B sides. They really enjoyed that. That was back in January, Andy. The lead track "Lark," which I'll be playing here in just a moment, caused an immediate obsession with Olson mm. for me. Um, and she began to flirt with my ears near daily. <laughs> then in February. The month of love. A little band called <laughs> Yola Tango. Ooh, boy, Andy. Yeah. I, I made my way through that Yola Tango discography. Massive discography. So many killer albums in there. I soon found myself in a sick daily indie love affair. <laughs> Nay, orgy. <laughs> i kid lots of hand stuff really making out you know that kind stuff. of thing well yeah but sonically and i'm not talking footlong conies you freak as far <laughs> as uh their relation of course uh because all the all the things on my list are related yola tango they of course have a new album out I'm not going to be playing anything from that. Do enjoy the new album. I'm going to play a nice shortcut uh, because the the Lark song is uh, clocking in at over six minutes. Love a long Angelos Olsen song. Sure. This is a short Yola Tango song, though. Uh, it's going to be I Should Have Known Better from I Am Not Afraid of You and I Will Beat Your Ass. My favorite the, One of the best album titles ever and... Possibly the best Yola Tango yeah, album. It's really my favorite. incredible stuff there. It's I so saw them. Good. I saw them touring that album, and it was Ooh. fantastic. Yeah, man, the the opening and closing track off of that uh, peak Yola Tango, and and then they've got great stuff after that, and of course, great stuff before it. Uh, but as far as their relation to Angel Olsen, the point at hand here, how all my tracks relate. Um, Yola Tango, of course, doing some press behind this new album called This Stupid World. Uh, they were actually speaking, uh, I think it was to the Associated Press. Okay. 
and they were they were asked kind of what they've been listening to you know you were in a band so yeah you probably got some of this from time to time and they said ira kaplan the lead singer uh yola tango lead singer is is kind of a stretch truly not lead even just uh one third of yola tango he sings more often than anyone Um, else but they all sing some yeah yeah man love that love that you you know what he sounds like he's he he, seems a bit bit surly yeah yeah he he said uh, when asked what he'd been listening to recently, he said of uh, of Angel Olsen. Actually, he's been listening. Uh, he said she's the absolute boss tits man. <laughs> okay, so that's the relation between Angel Olsen, uh, who we'll hear from first with Lark, lead track off of All Mirrors, followed by. The incredible Yola Tango with I Should Have Known Better. To forget you is to hide. There is still so much left to recover. If only we could start again, pretending. Not what it was back when you 
makes it tough to decide You don't realize Till after it has begun Whether this was the one I'm probably better I probably better That was I Should Have Known Better by Yola Tango, showcasing right there why they are the American Stereo Lab. Oh, I'm yeah. sure I'm not the first person to have said that, but I, 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 I feel it in my bones. I'm so glad to have uh, started listening to their music. I, I really love what, what a band. Yeah. What a band. And Very Angel cool. Olsen. Oh, my God. Oh Angel my God. Olsen. Lark. Family that song. Fa- famous Missourian. Angel Olsen. Oh, St. Yep. Louis. Thank She's you. in Asheville now. A lot of music coming out of Asheville these days. That Wednesday album came out this Friday. Really like that. Have you heard that yet? Wait, the Wednesday album came out this Friday? Yeah. What the freaking yeah. heck are you talking and about? And then guess dude? what, no, I, haven't, I haven't listened to that yet. It's good. You're going to like it. And then... Does it sound anything like Thursday? No, honestly, doesn't. Very different. Okay. Kind of a rootsy sound. Imagine like a an old country band that also sounded a lot like My Bloody Valentine. That, that's Wednesday. Mm. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, mm. I have a ticket to see them in Chicago this summer on a Monday. Wow, Andy. Yeah. Maybe. Is it life uh, strange? Yeah, it, that is really strange. Maybe you can uh, listen to a little Till Tuesday and, and mm-hmm. complete the 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 at least the weekdays okay i want to oh, talk a little bit about that you know okay, i all, three, it's it, it andy shut up okay <laughs> i originally had chosen uh the yola tango track saturday the mm. first song that ever made me fall in love with the band until i found that i had played them uh, just a couple months ago oh sure <laughs> that that exact track yeah uh, uh, man, love that song. But that's also a day of the week, Andy. We should do day of the week songs for an episode. I would do that. Scraping below the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> hey, you know, sometimes there's good stuff there. Three days before that, that Monday, Wednesday show, 
I'm going to be mm. watching... Well, you know what? I'm all mixed up. I have an opportunity to see... Like 311. Yola Tango this summer when I'm hanging out in Chicago. Unfortunately, I already had tickets to one show that night that I had chosen over another show that was happening that night. In one wow. night, uh, there's the Doughboys live show, Dan. There's the Boy Genius tour with Claro, Barty Strange, and also a night with Yola Tango in Chicago. Man. And I am going to see the, the Doughboys. <laughs> because I've already seen well, the other you know, two, unfortunately. Hey. You know, I... That Boy Genius album is really great. I feel like it's already been overhyped, even though it just came out. But it is pretty awesome. You hit Lou Malnati's afterwards. Got uh, Lucy, Phoebe, and the gang. Mm -hmm. The other one. Julian. (laughs) Julian. (laughs) Uh, Ira. And 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 the boys, one of which is his wife, a girl. Uh-huh. Uh, and then, and then we're the all gonna meet up boys. after. We're all gonna yeah, meet up after and have a deep dish pizza walking here. So here's something with that that reset concert series in Chicago. They started promoting it without having the event approved by the park board. That's a thing happening right I love now. That. So I love the that. event might not happen or it might be moved because the public has to approve. Like they have to have a meeting, like an open meeting with the public and the public has to approve of every event that happens in the parks now. Mm-hmm. And it just hadn't been approved. So it's a whole political issue in Chicago right now. So my fantasy is that it gets moved to a different park that is closer to the venue where the Doughboys is. So when that show gets out at 930, maybe I can get over there and yes. watch the Boy Genius show. Yes. But that would be so expensive because that tour is not cheap. I'm going to see uh, the LCD sound system and idols Jamie XX night the next night. Uh, and it was $130, which is kind of outrageous for a general admission ticket to to anything, really. At least that's how I feel about it. I don't know. It seemed insanely Jamie pricey. XX and uh, LCD sound system both play in that Arkansas format. Yeah. Festival. What a bizarre I lineup. Just the whole festival yeah. is strange. Kind of weird last year, too. Would go. Not, not going to make sure. it this year. Still ha- happy that happy it's happening near here. Like like when yeah. cool stuff happens near here, but not not quite enough to to pull my pockets. See, death they, grips twice this summer, Andy. That's my big plan. I know you are. When and where are those shows? Those are, of course, at Kane's Ballroom. I believe July twenty fourth. And the next day in Kansas City on the 25th. Really excited about that Kane's show. Love Kane's ballroom That's so awesome. much. You see, you see they, they brought back Lufest under a different name. Evolution oh, really? Festival. Yeah. Pretty pretty good lineup on that one, too. Black Keys, Black Crows, <laughs> Ice Cube. Black Lips. Yeah. Modern English is playing. Sugar Hill Gang. Black Thought. Black Dice. Anyway, would definitely be going to that if I was around, but I won't be. That's uh, in August. All right, Dan, you ready for another another uh, ready for another song? <laughs> I'm ready for another of your songs, and then I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna drop my final combo on the folks and uh, get the heck out of here after okay. I guess another song or two by you. Yeah, we've we've got a lot left. Unfortunately, I thought this was gonna go quicker, but it didn't. Okay. This is just one that I discovered on a compilation. There's a company called Mr. Bongo that does a lot of uh, crate digging and will puts out compilations of 
the uh, best or coolest African dance music that they can find. It's Teaspoon Nadelu. I don't know how to say his last name. It's N-D-E-L-U. I'm sure there's more information out there about him, but I could not find a whole lot of it, which is the case with with a lot of these artists. They're tough to Google. Uh, Yeah, he is from South Africa, Johannesburg, uh, particularly a township within Johannesburg called Soweto. This song is called Oh Yeah Soweto or Oh Yeah Soweto. And he's a saxophonist. That's what this dude does. And you're, this is a credited to Teaspoon and the Waves. Oh Yeah Soweto.
Moon and the Waves with Oh Yes Soweto. Sounded good. Wow. <laughs> Another minor key uh, South African disco jam. Dan, did you like it? I did like that a lot, Andy. Yeah, man. I'm I'm so into it. Going to break this one down a little bit as well. I don't have as much to say about it, so don't don't worry. It kind of pulls the same backing vocal, lead vocal trick with like six-part harmonies. If you listen really close, you can hear each of the voices singing there are way different from each other. Like they're not doing the thing where they layer the same person's vocals. Like there's a lot of different textures happening. Uh, the whole song is kind of built around that jittery minor key piano part that repeats over and over. Drums, bass, and horns cut in and out, but the piano stays. The horns are just unreal to me. They're so catchy, so tight. There's a couple moments in there where one horn will last just a little bit longer the other one than the, than the rest of them, which I think is really cool. Mm. It's like it's it's a little bit a little bit messy, but it's the kind of messiness messiness that shows just how tight everything else is, you know. And again, like uh, the last song at the end, all the elements come together at once, and it's really euphoric, and then it just fades out. It's it's, it's very similar in the way that everything comes together and it fades out. It's kind of a very very modest way to end such a banger song like hmm. that. Really, really love it. Okay, so here's what I think is interesting. First of all, that piano part is an interpolation of an an earlier song. Now, both of these tracks came out in 1977. I don't think I said that earlier. But uh, this is a, a song by Lamont Dozier from uh, 1977. Uh, let's just hear the beginning of this. That song has completely different lyrics. It's about something totally different. Uh, the Soweto song has, I think, a total of three lines. And it's just about playing or listening or dancing to disco music uh, in the Soweto. <laughs> that's what it's about. Oh, yeah, Soweto. <laughs> Pretty cool thing to have a song about. Uh, the Lamont Dozier song, he was a real... He was a civil rights activist who made a lot of very political music. Uh, that song is 10 minutes long, and I've only listened to it the whole way through two times, and it does rule, and maybe I'll play it on our eventual long songs episode if we get around to that. Now, ooh, definitely going to hear your La Tango track on there. More connections with the song. Okay, I'm going to play the, the Teaspoon piano once again, so you have it in your head. Okay, listen to this song by The Rapture. I love The Rapture. I love this song. Listen to the beginning of this Rapture song. Sure. I don't think it's coincidence. I don't think it's coincidence at all. It seems too intentional. Kind of that jittery start-stop minor key piano. I'm not... This is not a, a, accusatory or anything at all. It's not like that. I, I think that this band are kind of kind of crate diggers and pulled a lot from a lot of different places. And this... That song, How Deep Is Your Love, the Rapture song, has one of like the most famous bits of musical appropriation or interpolation I, from that era. I, are you familiar with this, Dan? No, not at all. Okay. So... The Rapture song came out in 2011. I'm going to play you a clip from a song that came out in 1999. All right. So first, here's a little clip from the chorus of the Rapture song. song. 
Oh, such a great song. They both throw the whole thing on at the end. Really love that Rapture song. Sound familiar, Dan? No. Here's a little tune from 1999. All night long, let me see that song. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he denied, they deny that they took it from that, but like, it's the same. <laughs> It's just no way. I understand like things. It's it's just in your mind. You know, you've got the melody in your head. You don't even know where it came from, which could have been the case. But I don't. I just love this stuff. All this different music from different times influencing each other and take things being taken and building things that are new. It's it's pretty neat. I don't know. Any thoughts on that, Dan? Um, thoughts on the thong song? I have yeah. many. <laughs> All pro. You know the that that piano. It it definitely just reminded me of like kind of 90s dance mm. club music in, in general uh i i don't know i i really enjoyed all of that i'm not hip to this uh this african disco sure uh, i'm not saying and, it's like a one-to-one like they they heard the teaspoon song and said we have to do something like mm-hmm. that i think there's probably like 50 different steps along the way but i just don't know i just think there's there's a direction that leads from one place to the next even if i'm not aware of all the stops along sure. the way Whatever. Pretty cool. <laughs> Andy, it is pretty cool. Andy, I got one more pair for you. This last one, uh, you know, it, it, uh, we're, we're venturing into old territory with, for me with, with a couple new songs. Uh, this last section serves a couple purposes. One, it is uh, a true couple new discoveries, brand new tracks. Actually, both came out on the very same day just a couple weeks ago. Uh, but it's also sort of the uh, no prudes allowed section. No, uh, <laughs> there, there's gonna be there's gonna be some cussing. There's gonna be uh, a little abrasiveness. Uh, there's gonna be some black metal being mm. played oh you can play liturgy i'm gonna play liturgy andy i i already played one of the lead singles from this album or rather uh a section of that lead single uh one, one of the 14 minute tracks on this album was released as a as a like ep that just cut the song into four parts really loving liturgy andy that was i i didn't want to repeat myself but uh this this album has it, it it's blown my mind I, this this new album by liturgy 93696 it's it's going to be a favorite of the year definitely the second track on there degeneration features the flute prominently andy mm-hmm. and I, is easily my favorite new song of the year. It, it's a mind blowing track. I, I I I don't think I've ever heard anything like it in the different directions it takes and and uh, heights that it soars to. I, I would encourage folks to go out and listen to this full new album. It, it is just rocked my world. I really like this new album that by Liturgy. Uh, I'm going to play a shorter cut off of it. Shorter is kind of relative. It's still five <laughs> minutes long called Anonon. Uh, A-N-A-N-O-N. Also really love that track. I'm, I'm going to actually play that second. I'm going to lead it off with one of the tracks off of this new JPEG Mafia, Danny Brown collaborative album called Scaring the Hose. Cool. Uh, really 
really really love this new album. But both of these tracks, I debated whether to play it all. But, you know, I, I'd be lying if I, if I didn't include them. It, it hadn't all been Angel Olsen and Yola Tango. There's been these two incredible albums that dropped on the same day. A big, big day for real weird music. I, I'm, I'm excited to present to the folks here. Jack Harlow Combo Meal by JPEG Mafia and Danny <laughs> Brown, followed by and on on by Liturgy. Oh, and the connection, of course. I have a connection with this too, I was going to say, which is that I listened to these <laughs> sure. albums back to back because you and I were texting about them while I was on the train to Hong Kong. I, I, I want to hear all your thoughts on all of them. Good. They're good. <laughs> thoughts done. Play the song. <laughs> capping off my my series of pairs that are, i already had picked out already were connected yeah uh, so when andy asked me if i had anything like what he was doing this week the answer was yes and in this case it this is so weird so you know danny brown and jpeg mafia of course yeah hey, i'm you would never know that they have this in common with the the wonderful musicians in the band Liturgy. Andy, they're all blind.
Andy, that was a uh, a couple weird songs. Um, just the way I like them, man. That the those two albums right there, not, nothing. I, I'd be surprised if something comes close this year. Wow, me. really happy with the both of those. I'm also really happy that just as we were talking about how I was texting you to listen to an album, my buddy Nathan, creator of the spring food mo dumpster cucks t-shirts that mm, i treasure oh me I too brought the china with me definitely is not going oh, to be in a yeah. storage unit until i mm-hmm. retire yep definitely worn more than the one single time that i was photographed in it he just texted me and said that he really liked that album in reference to the uh the granddaddy album that i told him he should listen to nice good thanks for telling us Mm-hmm. you're welcome he told yeah. me i should listen to an album and, and i didn't want to so i responded by telling him he should listen to software slump <laughs> great album was was thinking about playing a track from it today he told me i should listen to rain crooked rain i'm like i'm not listening to that garbage it's great that's a great album wish i had my it's no software slump crooked rain shirt on right now I wish you had a shirt Dan, on. Dan, I, I like liturgy but I, I was saying while it was playing i was just as as the song was playing, we were chatting about it a little bit, and, and liturgy is almost like more of a sound to me. I have a hard time distinguishing Oof. one liturgy song from the next. I know that's my problem, uh, so I put the album on and I listened to it for like maybe twenty minutes. It's like okay, got it. More liturgy, cool. And I, I think what they do is really neat, <laughs> really good. It's like like going to the opera in hell. I love. Yeah, it. Yeah, that's a great description. That's really great, Dan. Why don't we go out on another song from me at the end and a, and a granddaddy song from you at the end? What will do that? Oh, little right. bonus granddaddy song. All right. Before we do that, I have one more big pick. Okay. Now, I'm going to play a clip from a song that I know that you've heard because my actual pick is going to be a cover of a very famous song, Dan. Ooh. You know this. You might know Miami by Will Smith, which very famously oh, sampled sure. this song. Mm-hmm. This is And the Beat Goes On by The Whispers. Okay, that's what you need to understand what's going on here. Now, that my choice, my pick for the episode is a reggae cover of this song, Dan, called Reggae wow. Beat Goes On. As I've talked about, not the biggest reggae person. Something about this song really works for me. Something about this cover. All right, here it is. Love that.
One of the many things that I really love about this cover is that it it tiptoes right up to the line of being schmaltzy and then goes back to that that minor key groove, Dan. Oh, man. Oh, I, I love it. that I like little... It. Oh, such a great hook. And that's Beautiful. not in the original. Like That's part of what makes this so great is that it brings these new elements to the song that i think this is better i like this more than the original song and i like the original song a lot too i think it's a great disco track but yeah i i don't have nearly as much to say about that one i just think it's a really excellent cover now i i have to be the only person in history or maybe like 10 people the 10th person in history to come to a song that sampled that uh, that samples the, the. Did I say this is by Family Choice? I could I find only one. Okay, it's by a group called Family Choice. I, I'm sorry, I didn't say that before I played the song. Uh, they they put out one other song that I could find. They might have done more, and I did not like it. Again, it was kind of very typical, very typical stuff, very typical reggae. Sure, compared to that cover, you know, I don't, I don't know exactly what it is. I can't pinpoint exactly what I don't like about that stuff or what it doesn't do for me versus what these other reggae songs do do for me but whatever didn't love anything else i could find I, by them you know andy I, i've been enjoying some uh some like psychedelic uh instrumental reggae recently almost also made the list this week uh oh. a group called echo response they got an album called triangles i saw from a, a treble zine article uh fantastic uh nice huh. low-key instrumental music good time well Okay, so I have to be the only person in history, or maybe like the 10th person in history, to discover that there's an indie rock band who's pretty notorious for taking elements from African music and using it in their music in some ways that are, you know, pretty all right, in other ways that are very appropriative and they're rightfully criticized for it. And I did not know that this family choice cover of How the Beat Goes On, Reggae Beat Goes On, had been very very thoroughly and blatantly sampled for a vampire weekend song oh wow vampire weekend put out that double album father of the bride and mm. i heard the phrase vampire Al- weekend double album and said no thank you too much because <laughs> so i i yeah. actually like them i despite some of the criticisms people have against them some of which i agree with some of which i don't I think they're good for about 10 songs. You know, it's about, I can handle about yeah, 10 I good Vampire Weekend songs in a work row. work best in like two and a half minute spurts yeah. as well. I, um, I don't really need uh, them to expand out on some Grateful Dead and yeah, stuff. I, I will confess that I did not listen to their 20 song double album or whatever. And if I had, I'd have heard this. only you and me how long how long how long how long obviously that's just a clip then i think it's really good <laughs> like i think they did a really good they made they made something relatively new using that clip from from that cover so again it's just one song leading to another great song leading to another song that i, I think is pretty good uh, and they did give full credit and license the song and everything, so it's not like they, you know, just took it and said they they made it up themselves. So it's a complicated situation. 
that's actually three different parts of the song that I stitched together there just because I wanted to give the full wow. breadth of what they did with it. Sounded good. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a good tune. So yeah, those those are my picks for the week, Dan. Uh, I really like how Very cool. different artists and different types of music sort of uh, evolve and influence each other over time. It's pretty neat. I gotta yeah, stop saying I like neat. how I had a similar thing going. Yeah, yeah. How uh, these songs are connected by the fact that you like them and we're listening to both of them. <laughs> oh yeah, they kind of were, weren't they? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Okay, Dan. Well, you got anything else? Speaking of songs that I like and I'm listening to, Andy, do I got anything else? I got the smell of some delicious tacos coming from the other room that I'm Ooh. about to freaking tear into after this. Hope you're excited to get the the files for this download in a couple hours late because nah. won't be spending time oh. doing that. That's fine. I'm going to will be eating sour cream. Sure. I'm going to eat some ramen and uh, then go watch Dungeons and Dragons in the theater. Nice. It's going to happen. Nice. All right. But you better send well. those files. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Chris Pine, Pine is a type of tree. <laughs> tree is something I was going to say featured on this album cover, The Software Slump by Granddaddy, but actually don't see any trees on there. More of a mountain range. Mm. Just another one of those many connections that we make, isn't it? This song is is one of my favorites from the album. A great album by all accounts. A track called The Crystal Lake. Are we talking after this, Andy? Nah. Do you want to go ahead and introduce your song as well? So Dan's going to play The Crystal Lake by Granddaddy, correct? And following that, Mm -hmm. you will hear a song called Newly from an artist named meme suleiman and i'm sure i'm saying those wrong this track is from the year 2009 this is a much more modern take on uh south african disco which i'm pretty excited for everybody to hear some fun surprises inside this song you think it's going to be one thing then it becomes something else so all right dan always nice doing this with you buddy glad we get to do it hang out every once in a while uh gonna be home in a couple months you want to see, I'm going to be home for like uh, six days. I think we fit maybe 10 episodes in that time. Um, <laughs> ooh, I don't know. Let me see if I can talk you down to nine and then end up doing 12. <laughs> <laughs> nah, we can do one or not do one. I don't care. I think it's, I think I got that out of my system. No, I, yeah, it sounds like fun. I mean, as long as I'm, I'm not seeing death grips or moving, uh, it, it sounds like a grand old time. And wouldn't you know it, grand is a word in the name of this band, Granddaddy. All right. Uh, Bye, everyone. Bye.
Okay, we're both recording. Zoom's recording. Recording. All right. Cool. This guy, he's too cuddly now. He's getting all tangled up. Dude. Ooh. There we go. They also okay. clipped Mr. Business's claws, so he can't. He, you can kind of force him to cuddle you more. Yeah, more that's claws. nice. That's really nice. Both both of these cats. Okay, there's been serious progress on the cat front. We need to save this for later. Let's get into this clip first, and then Let's we can it. talk about the cats. Okay, 